Good morning, faithful listeners. You have tuned in to the P40 Ministries podcast, the one place where you can get a daily explanatory Bible reading to start your day strong. This is your host, Jen, bringing you a brand new episode out of Genesis. Happy New Year, faithful listener. This is Jen with P40 Ministries podcast. Can you believe it's 2021 as of today? That's just absolutely insane. 2020 was quite the ride. So maybe 2021 will be a little bit better for everyone, hopefully. I'm definitely counting my blessings from 2020. I learned a lot for sure during 2020. I learned a lot about patience and rest and hard work and all sorts of stuff that I probably wouldn't have learned had 2020 not happened. So I am counting my blessings from 2020 and I encourage you to do the same. But also, if you are a person who makes resolutions, maybe think about making a spiritual resolution this year to get yourself back on track with God. My resolution every single year is to make this year better than last year. So for example, to make 2021 better than 2020. Now, many of you guys are probably thinking, well, that's going to be easy. (laughs) 2020 was kind of cruddy. But you know, I actually did succeed in my goal of making 2020 better than 2019. 2019, surprisingly, was one of the worst years of my life. And that includes 2020. Um, And, you know, I, like I said, I'm counting my blessings from what I've learned over this past year, for sure, because I've learned a lot and I did make it better than 2019. And 2019, it's it's funny, was better than 2018 in so many different ways. Though 2019 was one of the worst years of my life, it was better than 2018 because I learned so much. So there is so much to be learned and to be gained from circumstances, as long as we purpose in our hearts to learn from those circumstances. So my question to you is, what did you learn from 2020? And what can you do going forward to make 2021 a better year for yourself? So that was my little pep talk before we begin Genesis chapter 26 today. Now we are officially past the halfway point in Genesis, so that's really exciting. But we're going to be talking about Genesis chapter 26, verses 1 through, let's see, 1 through 11 today. I will be reading out of the WEB version of the Bible, but if you don't have a WEB version, that is absolutely fine. You can read out of whatever version you usually read out of, or you can just listen along. And obviously, if you're driving, I make this joke every once in a while, but since it's the first day of 2021, I will make it again. If you are driving, make sure not to read your Bible. Just go ahead and listen. (laughs) Oh, I crack myself up. So I'm going to start reading in verse 1. There was a famine in the land, in addition to the first famine that was in the days of Abraham. Isaac went to Abimelech, the king of the Philistines, to Gerar. Yahweh appeared to him and said, Don't go down into Egypt. Live in the land I will tell you about. Live in this land, and I will be with you, and I will bless you. For I will give to you and to your offspring all these lands, and I will establish the oath which I swore to Abraham your father. 
I will multiply your offspring as the stars of the sky, and I will give all these lands to your offspring. In your offspring, all the nations of the earth will be blessed. Because Abraham obeyed my voice and kept my requirements, my commandments, my statutes, and my laws. So Isaac lived in Gerar, and the men of the place asked him about his wife. And he said, She's my sister, for he was afraid to say, My wife, lest he thought, The men of this place might kill me for Rebekah, because she is beautiful to look at. When he had been there a long time, Abimelech, king of the Philistines, looked out of a window and saw, and behold, Isaac was caressing Rebekah, his wife. And Abimelech called Isaac and said, Behold, surely she is your wife. Why did you say she is my sister? Isaac said to him, Because I said, lest I die because of her. And Abimelech said, What is this you have done to us? One of the people might have easily lain with your wife, and you would have brought guilt on all of us. Abimelech commanded all the people, saying, He who touches this man or his wife will surely be put to death. Man, I'm getting a bit of deja vu reading this chapter. If you were listening to some of the episodes I've been doing about Abraham, you would have heard that Abraham also said to the kings of his time that his wife, Sarah, who is very beautiful, was his sister. And now Isaac is doing the exact same thing. But before we get into that, let's talk about verses 1 through 5 of Genesis chapter 26. So there was a famine in the land. And it's funny because it says that this was a famine that was in addition to the first famine. You remember that Abraham was going through a famine many, many years prior. So this was probably a really, really terrible famine if it was still happening in Isaac's day, or at least the repercussions of it were happening in Isaac's day. So there is another famine in addition to the first famine that was in the days of Abraham. So this is a really, really bad, bad time to kind of live Honestly, I'm thinking about 2020 right now. You know, Isaac and Abraham are both going through this this famine. This has probably been like 100 years by now that this famine is taking place. And now there's another famine in addition to that first one. And the first one was when Abraham went down into Egypt. And I want to say he was only 60 or 70 years old by that point. So this has really been a long time that this famine is happening. So you can imagine that Isaac was really stressed out because he was afraid for his family. He was afraid that his family wasn't going to be provided for or that there wasn't going to be enough food for his family to eat. And he, he's probably stressing out, but God appears to him in verse 2 and he says, don't go down into Egypt, even though that place might look better. So he says to Isaac directly, don't go down into Egypt, rather stay here and live here in the land of the Philistines. And he says, I will be with you and I will bless you. So this took faith on Isaac's part, not to go down into Egypt where it looked better, but rather to stay where God had told him to stay. And he believes God, God's promises because God says to him, I will give to you and your offspring all these lands and I will establish the oath which I swore to Abraham your father. So he's reiterating the promises he made to Abraham, which was to bless Abraham and give him many, many offspring that would inherit this land of the Philistines here. 
He says the exact same thing to Isaac in verse 4. I will multiply your offspring as the stars of the sky. You remember that God had brought Abraham outside to look at all the stars in the sky. And, you know, there was no light pollution back then. So Abraham would have seen the entire Milky Way, the entire galaxy filled with stars. And at another point, God had told Abraham to look down at the sand. And each individual grain of sand would be how much offspring he would have. He couldn't count how much sand was beneath him. That's how many children he was going to have. And so God is saying the exact same thing to Isaac right here and relieving Isaac of his fears that Isaac was not going to be protected or provided for and his family wouldn't be provided for. But God is saying, I will provide for you. I have a promise to your father that I am now making to you. So Isaac in verse 6 all it says is Isaac lived in Gerar. That's the, the entire verse. But what a significant verse. He takes what God says and he trusts in God. He has faith that God is going to do exactly what he had promised to Isaac. So Isaac lives in Gerar instead of traveling to a different place that might look better because of the famine. But now we get into the dramatic part of it in verse 7. It says, the men of the place asked Isaac about his wife. Because you remember that Rebecca, his wife, was extremely beautiful. Like she was very, very beautiful. So Isaac does the exact same thing that Abraham, his father, had done to Isaac's mother or Sarah. And that is to lie about who his wife is because he is afraid of the people of that region. That they are going to kill him because his wife is so beautiful. But the funny thing is, Isaac is really, really bad at keeping a secret. Because you remember from Genesis chapter 24, it says that Isaac loved Rebecca deeply. So he was in love with his wife. He loved her so much. And he was really bad at keeping this a secret. And he probably wasn't too eager to give up his wife either. Even though he lied and said that she was his sister, even though she was his wife, he probably wasn't too eager to have these men come and take her away. I'm sure he was giving excuses as to why his wife couldn't go and live with them, even though he was lying about who she was. Abraham, when he had done this to Sarah, had said that Sarah was his sister, when in fact she was his wife. Abraham was not at all worried about her just going and leaving. It never says in the Bible that Abraham and Sarah had deep affection for each other or loved each other. And it's, it's kind of clear, actually, that they didn't have a very good relationship with each other. But Isaac and Rebecca are different. Isaac cares deeply for his wife and loves her deeply. And even though he's afraid of the people of that region, he's not super eager to let his wife go and sleep with other men. <laughs> so now Abimelech the king, and this is the same exact Abimelech who had taken Sarah, Isaac's mother, into his harem, which is hilarious. This is the same king who had already gone through this whole spiel with Abraham and this lie with Abraham as well. So he looks out of his window and a lot of times kings would have their windows on the very top floor and the king's palaces back then would be the highest buildings in the city. So the king could go up and sit on his terrace and look out across the city. And so that is what's happening. Abimelech's up there and he's looking out of his window and he sees Isaac caressing 
Rebekah, who Abimelech believes to be Isaac's sister. But he sees Isaac caressing her. So Isaac's hugging her and he's kissing her. And, you know, he's just caressing her affectionately. And Abimelech's like, wait a second. There is no way that that girl is his sister because brothers and sisters don't do that. So he calls Isaac into his castle. Abimelech calls him and he's like, why did you say that this girl was your sister? She is definitely your wife. And Isaac's like, because I was afraid that I was going to die because of her because she was so beautiful. And Abimelech's probably remembering everything about Isaac and Abraham and how Abraham is Isaac's father and Abraham did the exact same thing and Isaac didn't learn properly how to handle this kind of situation. So Abimelech's remembering this, but he says, what is this that you have done to us? And this is the exact same thing pretty much that he had said to Abraham as well. He said, why have you done this to us? One of the people might have easily lain with your wife and you would have brought guilt on us. So Abimelech does have morals. He probably remembers that scary dream where God had come to him and said that you are dead because of Sarah, who have you, you have taken into your harem. He probably remembers that. So he is really being harsh with Isaac right now. And he says, don't do this. Why do you keep doing this to me? So then Abimelech commands everybody. So he makes this decree and he's like, anyone who touches this man or his wife surely will be put to death. And this is probably because Abimelech's afraid. I'm sure that dream that he had so many years before is sticking with him and he doesn't want to even deal with that. So that is just just a funny story to me. So friends, this is the end of what we're going to talk about today. Join me on Monday. We will be discussing Genesis chapter 26 verses 12 through something. I haven't decided yet, but we will be still in Genesis for a couple more days. So join me then 6 a.m. Now, I do want to ask you guys that you subscribe to the blog and I will have a link to the blog in the bio of this podcast episode that you can click on and subscribe to. And I encourage you to do that if you want a weekly blog post in your inbox on Saturday mornings. You guys know that I don't do a podcast episode on Saturdays, mainly because I need a break. So I thought that a good alternative would be to have a blog post up and ready for you guys on Saturday mornings. Now, of course, I want you guys to have a very, very special New Year's Day and have a restful day as well going into the new year and it's really exciting that the new year is on a Friday because maybe some of us get a long weekend hopefully anyway now faithful listeners I'm going to ask that you have a fantastic new year's day happy listening and God bless everyone mm-hmm.